healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. For most people, the holiday season is a wonderful time of year filled with celebrations, gifts, family, and friends. But for many others, it can cause a lot of sadness and anxiety. So today we're going in-depth on the holiday blues and how to care for your mental health this time of year. Joining us are two mental health care experts. Dr. Clint Anthony is an integrated care psychiatrist with District Medical Group, and Jose Luis Madera is a licensed therapist and clinical coordinator at Valleywise Health. Thank you both so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's start by telling us a little bit about what you guys do at Valleywise Health. Dr. Anthony, we'll start with you. Good morning, Lauren. Uh, I'm fairly new to District Medical Group and Valleywise Health. I started in June. I support the primary care providers with uh, education and consultation on their patients. I have a small panel of my own patients, and I teach and supervise the psychiatry residents. Okay, so that's kind of the integrated behavioral health care that's becoming more popular where, you know, it's the whole health when you go to your primary care doctor, not just your body, but also your mind. Exactly. Excellent. And Jose Luis, how about you? Yes, uh, I'm the clinical coordinator for the Integrated Behavioral Health Program, and we provide behavioral health services to all the patients at the FQHCs. So if uh, one of the patients is feeling sad or depressed and they mention that to their provider or one of their uh, PHQ-9 or GAD-7s are uh, high scoring, they can refer to one of my staff and we can provide support. I'm not sure what those acronyms mean, but they sound very important. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> they're important. And we're glad you're here. So thank you for that. So as I said, we're talking about holiday stress, holiday blues. Um, you know, a lot of people love the holidays. Let's first talk about what makes the holidays and Christmas and Hanukkah so appealing for people. What What is that about? So much of it is nostalgia is um, forming the memories over the years, these wonderful family memories. And if you think about it, the holidays are really a feast for our senses. You know, the smells that, uh, you know, people like candles and they're cooking and baking. And the being with family, which can, I'm sure we'll get to that, be a part of the stress of the holidays. But for many people, it's just a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with family that they may not see at any other time of year. On the other side of that, like you mentioned with family gatherings, that sort of things, why are the holidays also a stressful time for people? I think it's all of the obligations that are kind of attached to the holidays, right? There's the family obligations, the social obligations, and even work obligations, right? There's work parties. There's a lot of deadlines that happen at the end of the year. So the holidays just kind of seem to just pack a lot of stuff that are that is due all at once. So it becomes very, very stressful. Is there more mental illness reported this time of year, more depression, more anxiety, that sort of thing? Not necessarily. What you see is that while people will report that they do feel stressed, it doesn't translate into increased mental illness. Stress is a normal part of our lives. There's a positive aspect to stress. 
The exception can be with people who already have been suffering with, say, depression and anxiety. Um, the holiday stress can make their conditions worse. One thing that I'd like to mention is uh, the myth of increased suicides at the holidays. Um, that myth just won't die. Fortunately, suicide rates go down uh, a little bit. Um, it's still something that we mental health professionals really have to watch for no matter what time of year. But they don't increase, which is wonderful. Um, surprisingly, most this is a surprise to most people that it's uh, there's a slight increase in the late spring. Uh, of suicides, not at the holidays. Why is that? Why that time of year? Do we know? Lots of theories, um, no solid answers. Some people think it's a matter of expectations. In other words, uh, people feel that, you know, it's springtime, I should be feeling better, and I'm not. And that may translate into a greater sense of hopelessness. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking with mental health experts, Dr. Clint Anthony and, with District Medical Group and Jose Luis Madera with Valleywise Health about how to cope with holiday stress. The providers at Valleywise Health work directly with behavioral health specialists to get you the care you need. And if you feel like you need help, you can make an appointment by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can visit valleywisehealth.org anytime and click the book appointment button. So are certain people at higher risk for mental health issues during the holidays? I would say like Dr. Anthony previously mentioned is that folks with behavioral health concerns previously are probably one of the higher folks that we would consider. I think people also right now, just of what's going on, just the increased isolation, the feelings of isolation and loneliness that folks are experiencing. Um, if you're out of town or you typically go out of town to visit family during the holidays and don't feel safe during doing it this time of year um, because of what's going on, I think those that demographics is the highest risk. I know um, a lot of moms complain about stress during the holidays. You know, they're expected to do everything and dads too. But, um, you know, a lot of moms that I know complain about, you know, they, they're the ones who have to cook the big meals and make the magic and buy all the gifts. And then they're wondering why their family is, you know, stressed out and they're not having any fun. They're just have, they're trying to make the holiday fun for everyone else. Is that something you guys see? Definitely. And I would put a, a plug in here for involve the rest of the family, involve the children. Uh, it may in the end be a little bit more work, but um, those will be memories that they'll carry with them the, the rest of their life, how they helped mom cook the big meal. That sounds like more stressful for and me like, <laughs> as a mom. Like, just get out of my way. <laughs> it could backfire. I, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> no, that's a good tip. And, and I think that looking at our expectations is really important. And often when I work with, with people, I, I talk about setting realistic expectations. Because if we want a Hallmark Christmas party, uh, that might not be the case. Uh, that's not all doable for everybody. So I think really looking at what our expectations are and setting them to be reasonable so we don't end up resenting people when things don't go our way. So what are some signs and symptoms you can kind of watch for in yourself and others that the holiday might be adding extra stress? I, I would look at what is uh, what we call clinical depression. In other words, it's more than life's normal ups and downs. 
um, or just a, a sad day. And things like uh, feeling really sad um, more days than not for you know, weeks on end, not being able to enjoy anything, um, having major changes in your sleep, appetite. Um, if you start to develop these strong guilt feelings really down on yourself, and of course, if are there are any thoughts that you would be better off dead, those uh, that latter one in particular uh, really means that people should get some professional help. And how do you approach someone if you notice a loved one may be dealing with depression this time of year? Do you have any tips on how to approach that person so it doesn't kind of backfire and make the person defensive or go the wrong way? I would say that approaching them being open and honest and not blaming or shaming them in their behaviors. Uh, I think that if you're genuinely concerned, if you notice that someone's, uh, you know, isolating themselves or they're not, they don't look happy or something like that. Just calling it out and saying like, Hey, I noticed that you're acting really sad. Is everything okay? Really coming from it as a, I care approach rather than like, there's something wrong with you, go get fixed approach, which is quite often the approach people like to take because it's easy. Um, but I think that if you come to this uh, conversation with a lot of care and concern, people will be more receptive to uh, your feedback. Absolutely. Very good. Um, So let's talk about ways to cope and ways to handle holiday stress. Let's say you're going to, well, it might be different this year with COVID, but let's say you're going to a a family gathering where maybe not everyone gets along. What are some kind of tools you can keep in your back pocket to, to keep your mental health care top of mind? One thing that I would suggest is now is not the time for that family intervention with, uh, you know, uh, you know, Uncle Al who overdrinks or something. Uh, remember the season. Um, it, it, there is a time and place for those kind of interventions. Um, I, I want to underscore what uh, Jose, Jose Luis mentioned earlier. I think one of the biggest ways to uh, prevent holiday stress is uh, having realistic expectations of yourself. And that also extends to your loved ones. Um, They're not going to suddenly change. Um, uh, You don't have to necessarily like them. Um, It's okay to uh, walk away uh, if someone is truly irritating you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. You can do it in a polite way. And, uh, oh, I'm going to go refresh my drink or something. Um, Dr. Clint Anthony with District Medical Group and Jose Luis Madera with Valleywise Health are going in-depth on why the holidays can cause depression and anxiety and how we can make it better for ourselves or others. And if you feel like you're one of the countless people impacted by the holiday blues, you can make an appointment with a district medical group provider at Valleywise Health, and they can refer you in-house to a behavioral health specialist. And you can make that appointment by calling 833-855-9973 or visit valleywisehealth.org and click the book appointment button. Some really good advice from both of you on how to handle some of these potentially stressful situations. Um, You know, there are more parties um, traditionally this time of year. So if you have social anxiety um, at a party, is there any, are there any tips for how to be more comfortable without kind of maybe over drinking or overeating? 
I'm a huge fan of boundaries. I perha- perhaps is normally my answer. So setting those boundaries of if you know that you use alcohol to cope with your anxiety, I think that it's would be fair to try to set this boundary of I'm going to have one or two uh, uh, drinks or whatever, if that's something that you feel is acceptable for the party. I think that setting the boundaries of how long you're going to be there is also acceptable. Uh, I come from a Hispanic home. So, you know, uh, going to a party for two hours is pretty frowned upon. However, I often set that boundary for myself because I know that after two hours, I need to not be around so many people. So just kind of setting that out there uh, in motion, like I'm only here for two hours. I love everybody. You're all amazing. Uh, and just setting that boundary and enforcing it because that's the hardest part, right? We can all say we're going to have two drinks, but if we don't enforce it, it's really just saying it out loud. So really enforcing the boundaries that you set out forth uh, with everybody. Absolutely. I think I do that myself without even really knowing it. I don't think I have social anxiety, but I go and I say, okay, I'm going to give it an hour and a half. If I make it past that, it's all gravy. Then I can go home. (laughs) You know, but I don't want to be rude. I'm going to make it to that goal. Sure. <laughs> okay. So another aspect of the holidays, unfortunately, is the commercialization of it, right? Spending all the money, keeping up with the Joneses. So that can obviously cause a lot of stress for people. Um, how can people handle that? You know, and how does the the spending money impact our mental health? With the keeping up with the Joneses aspect, I would first take a look at why, what's driving me to do that. Uh, what's behind that? Is it my own low self-esteem? Um, and then take a, a hard look at what um, I'm really potentially envious over. Uh, my cousin's seemingly perfect marriage. Um, you know, if I really break it down, um, probably isn't uh, as perfect as I think. I don't know all the details, none of my business to know all the details. Um, so maybe challenge the notion that um, their perfect marriage or their, uh, their new uh, SUV indicates they're just making boatloads of, of money. Um, look at my own uh, accomplishments. Uh, sometimes we take those for granted and uh, don't realize, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, and uh, look at how my expectations of being uh, on par with uh, everybody else may be hurting how much I'm enjoying the holidays. You know, just remembering the reason for the season. It's not about spending money and having no money in your bank account come the new year. You know, it's really about enjoying each other's company and hoping it provides you more happiness. So um, absolutely keeping that stuff in mind. Let's talk about the last 10 years. I feel like with Pinterest and social media and you're comparing yourself to all of these maybe perfect holidays with families who are intact or, or look different than yours. Have you seen that impact your patients or just our overall society when it comes to the holidays? I I would say yes. And often, and I love that you use the word comparing because I often use that with uh, the folks that I work with and I talk about uh, killer of joy is comparison. So if we are comparing our things to other people, we'll often be less happy. And I think with social media, uh, we all I often remind people that that's just a moment in perhaps these people's happiness, but it's not all day. 
and just really looking at what social media really is uh, only show people are typically only typically only showing the best parts of their day. Uh, they're not showing the days where they're just kind of sitting there doing nothing and think that they're having this amazing day all day, but really it's two seconds of a photo. Uh, and I think that that comparison part, if you look at your day and you're like, Oh, I've done nothing all day, but watch Netflix. And these people are out in a beat having a, an amazing time. Uh, I would probably not be so happy too. <laughs> Very good point. Yes. So Chencha Flores is our audio producer for the show. He says he has a question for you. As if the holidays couldn't be stressful enough, we this year have the added bonus of COVID. Uh, is this going to add more stress to people or, or how is this going to affect people uh, in the coming holiday season? Overall, I really do think it's going to add more stress because if you look back at um, what makes the holiday so special, it's getting together with people and we're not going to be able to do it like we've done it in the past. Um, so I think that's going to, to add to um, some difficulties for a lot of people. And we may, with technology, if people have access to technology, be able to see a lot more friends and family that we would um, if we had to see them only in person. So there, there can be some positives, but I think overall, just not being able to see family as much or go to some of the holiday events are, are going to be a stress for folks. It's going to be so interesting to see how these holidays pan out because a lot of people will still do those family gatherings, but for many people, they, they've decided to hunker down in their homes and, and be safe and you know not do that. So what are some tips you can give to people who might be kind of sad about that? You know, this is their favorite time of year and it's not what they were hoping for. I often encourage people to be flexible with things, uh, to find different ways to connect. And I think that uh, even as a mental health provider, I was not a big fan of virtual care. And I was like, oh, that's not the best. And now that we've been, you know, six months, seven months into COVID uh, or more at this point, uh, I think that, you know, I've, I've changed my tune. I'm open to doing virtual appointments. I'm open to seeing people, meeting people more often, you know, through a camera or even through the phone. I think just being very flexible and just finding different ways to connect is really important because if we're very rigid and say, well, it's, it's not good enough if it's not in person, then you're really losing out at the end of the day of connection and that possibility of seeing people and, and doing things with them virtually. If you're just joining us, we're talking with mental health experts, Dr. Clint Anthony and Jose Luis Madera with Valleywise Health about how to cope with holiday blues and holiday stress. And you can make an appointment um, with a Valleywise Health provider by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can visit valleywisehealth.org and click the book appointment button. So we've talked about a lot today, you know, um, family gatherings, spending money. Um, and a lot of people have a hard time saying no, which is kind of the problem. You know, you're being invited to all of these things or asked, you know, to go buy all of these things. So what are some polite ways to just say no? I think there are so many different ways. Um, and a lot of it is just getting comfortable overcoming that sense of guilt um, that sometimes we're taught when we say no. Um, it can You can say no with an explanation, um, although it's not always required. Um, you know, the, the kids uh, 
are having some difficulties. We're just not going to be able to make it over. It, it can be very brief. Um, I'm just maxed out right now. It can be many different ways that people can say no and not divulge um, too much information. And I would say just also offering a solution. Uh, often, if I'm invited to a large party or something like that, and I know I'm not going to enjoy myself, I'll tell the person, you know, I, I can't, I don't really like that, uh, but I would really love to see you. Is there another time that would work best? And really offering that solution. Because I think often people are afraid to say no because they're afraid that invitation will no longer happen if they continue to say no. So really uh, saying no and saying giving a, a different option of connecting or doing something else to really continue that relationship that I think a lot of people are often afraid of losing when they say no. Absolutely. That's all really good advice that I will use personally. We've talked about, I think, adults most of this conversation, but let's talk about the kids for a little bit. Are there some ways people don't realize the kids are getting stressed out this time of year? Yes, I, I think it's important for people to remember that in many ways, children are little people and they have some of the same worries and needs that adults do. There may be unrealistic expectations that they carry and adults can help them be more realistic. They really do pick up on adult stress. And that doesn't mean that you as a parent have to hide that because it is a part of life and they need to know that it's natural part of life and how to deal with it. So parents can be open with children, uh, at least to some extent. Now, th there certainly are differences. Children may have some difficulty with um, parties, um, especially if they're more adult-centered, uh, and just understand that and don't have the expectation that you're six-year-old is going to go to a party with you and it's mostly adults and be able to tolerate it for, for three hours. Absolutely. And what about when the holidays are over? I know that was always so disappointing as a kid. And when I used to live in Missouri, um, I remember, you know, after the holidays, then it was just cold and there's nothing to look forward <laughs> to. So how do you deal with that? Dealing with it is, I guess, just going through the process, right? But I, I suppose that it's that idea of going back to reality for most of us, right? It's no longer our time off. We have to start a new year looking at things in the future. I, I often, when people are sad about the holidays ending, I encourage them to look at what's what's their goals for the next year and to really focus on not something ending, but the future and what they can perhaps do in the next year or look at. That's a really good, yeah, really good advice for sure. Thank you. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, how do you help others through this time? Do you have any major takeaways for people to kind of know? I would look for folks who are shut-ins, folks who maybe because of COVID um, are not getting out um, either acquaintances, coworkers, family, and trying to make a point to reach out to them, you know, use technology or just old fashioned technology phone, staying in touch with those folks um, because loneliness for some is going to be a big issue with COVID restrictions. Yeah. I'd like to echo what 
uh, Dr. Anthony said, I, I often think of the Diana Ross song, uh, Reach Out and Touch, when I think of the holidays. Uh, so just kind of thinking of that song, if you know it, if not, Google it. It's great. I would also say trying to create safe spaces for people. I think that's really important. If you know people don't like big crowds or things like that, creating like a safe space and invite them to one-on-one events for just you and them to really connect and so that they don't feel lonely. Very good. Dr. Clint Anthony with District Medical Group and Jose Luis Madera with Valleywise Health. Thank you both so much for your time today. Really appreciate all this great information. I hope people will use it. And we will have a blog on our website, valleywisehealth.org. If you missed some of this conversation, you can go and check out all their great tips. So thank you both so much. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you've heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.